Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Hope you're very well this Sunday morning. Steve Edge is here. Good morning. Morning, Steve. How are you? Morning. I'm all right. A bit sad this week. Oh, why? Because I've I finally relented and put the shorts away for the for the year. And oh, the I know that. Vacuum pack. You got trousers on as well. Yeah, you got full trousers. Not what's, even jeans. What's the in between? Uh, oh well, yeah. Well, they're like sort of I don't know what moleskin chinos or whatever they are. Moleskin chinos. You've changed. Oh, you <laughs> they like they look like jeans, but you know. How many moles? How many moles though to make that? About hundred to make each pair. Must I think. be. Yeah, double on the on the turnips as well, I think. <laughs> of course, yeah, turnip moles. Shame though, um, isn't it? I've got used to the I know. shorts. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. I've work. You're like spring till autumn though, aren't you? March, no matter March what. till mid-September, as long as I can hold it, you know. And then yeah, there was a day when I went to get my son from school and I had a waterproof coat on, a flat cap and still shorts and I was freezing yeah, and I was thinking... <laughs> Do you know what? I think this is this is a day too many. <laughs> so that's it. Into jeans and moleskin chinos now. Don't fit to me anymore. That's the thing. You don't have worn them for nine months. <laughs> well, I must say, I did make this mistake where uh, at the beginning of the year when I was preparing for being 40 mm. um, and I lost about three stone um, yeah. between sort of January and end of May. Yeah. And, uh, and then I, I did a big clear out over the summer where I was like, right, I'm getting rid of my fat clothes. I just looked. Yeah. I just thought, you know what? If, if there's no option, then you'll feel. You have to get on the scales. You'll just feel it every time you put a t-shirt on. You go, oh, yeah. this don't fit. And so I did. I, I got them. I donated all all my uh, my bigger clothes. Um, got rid of, of them all, and then went on holiday for like four weeks over the yeah. over summer. Came back, nothing fits. I had to go shopping. <laughs> yes, this is it, isn't it? Easy, put on ten pound in four weeks. It's a strange world, isn't it? It's a strange. What are you going to do then? What are you going to? What, what are you going to? Is it? Is this, I'm gonna is, this is it for you? Go shopping for shorts trousers gone. now. I think. Yeah, the shorts are gone oh, now. They're, they're vacuum packed now. They're, they're all sucked up. But you're not putting that much weight, have you? You could, you could always just like. No, eat I don't, well I, for I'm a just week. not sure I like them as trousers anymore. You know, it's been you know. Oh, I see. Your taste have changed. And now, like, yeah, like, oh, I mean, this is what I was wearing in January. Yeah, but come on, mate, it's October now. <laughs> you got to move with the times. I've um. I've I've just become a bit of a uh, trackies and top kind of guy. That you become that guy. <laughs> I'm a yeah. I'm a trackies, See, most of the guys you become hoodie. are an improvement or a positive. It feels like you've regressed a little bit here. Yeah. <laughs> I am a little guy. bit. I'm I just, just a great I got used to guy. it. I, I just got yeah. used to it in uh, during lockdown, trackies yeah. and hoodies, and I just thought, why why would you dress anything other than this? I mean, not for like a you know a fancy dinner or if I was going yeah. out, but you know just lounging around and walking to the shops and stuff. I think this is fine. Yeah, yeah. Trackies in a hoodie. I'm cool with that. Yeah, okay. Don't Go you? with it. That's me. That's me. Also, there's a weird thing about. Have you have you ever Googled grey trackies? No. What is grey trackies? There's an odd thing with some uh, women. It means something they, else, like Netflix and chill. Well, yeah. Basically, they there's a there's a thing where they really find grey tracksuit bottoms sexy. Oh. Really? Yeah. Maybe a few a few people have said it to well. me. Really? Yeah, a few people have mentioned it to me. So, so oh, I see you wearing them because of the uh, grey tracky thing. And I was like, the what? And I Googled I it. And there's like, thing. yeah, there's a lot it's of women sort of, out there. Men and women. Who love it, a fella in. Is it fellas? Like a fella in. Well, it, he... women, gay men, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I've just, yeah. it, it was just, it was these particular the sort of forum that I was looking at. Um, oh, is it the dark web? Was, was, <laughs> it's on the dark grey web. Yeah, um, that's a, it's uh, Yeah, so. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's not maybe that's not true for everybody. It's not going to be true for everybody. Obviously, no. We had we had a similar uh, a sort of thing about mini drivers, didn't we? Black mini drivers. Was it was it black minis? People who drove black minis. Yeah, black minis. I think you have to be very careful where you put that comma. Um, yeah. I didn't so, put a comma. So that, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> black, as in the mini, the actual. So car if you're driving a black, black. mini, <laughs> that's what we're wearing, trying to say. And you're wearing <laughs> grey track tracky bottoms. Man, oh my fit. goodness, mate! You are absolutely fit. <laughs> Has off gone, put the phone back down. Okay, yeah. uh, that's okay. They're fine. They're fine. Good, good. <laughs> Jason Manford. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. Just putting a dressing gown on there, Steve. A dressing gown? Dressing gown, yeah. Oh. It's cold today. Yeah, it's turned. Well, this is what we were saying in the it first link. It's turned. You know, 
Yeah. yeah. I, I always remember when I was a kid, the first night you really knew it was cold was bonfire mm. night. You could feel your toes yeah. freezing in shoes. Ooh. Just yeah. as your rocket whizzed past your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? Because they don't really do them anymore, do they? But actual like bonfires. Yeah. I used to love a bonfire. I think every oh, year I, I search for one. I have a little look, Google, bonfire yeah. night, bonfire night. And then it's, they don't have a bonfire, they just have some fireworks and some hot dogs. Yeah, they just have firework displays now. I presume there's some sort of, some elf and safety thing, Steve. Yeah. You well, know I what I mean, mean? I would say that. Some lefty fireworks. liberal, some yeah. woke. Snowflake. Some snowflake. snowflake with a bonfire, yeah? Yeah. Of Guy Fawkes was a good guy, was he? Well, depends where you look at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a bit macabre says, thinking uh, yeah. about it, though, isn't it? It's <laughs> a weird, it. weird we tradition. Design them. We used to build out your dad's old clothes, fill it full of newspaper, yeah. bring it to school, sit it on a chair yeah. for a week, <laughs> walk order. around the town asking for a yeah. penny, and then throw strangers. it on a fire. I mean, it is weird. It's weird, it isn't is it? quite weird, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Is it any weirder really than Halloween, though? I don't know. Well, they're all they're all a bit odd, aren't they? You know, if you if you boil them down, I mean, yeah. even the like even the Christian ones that we you know we get stuck into. I mean, I can understand Christmas, you know, some mm. you know, a birth of a baby, but the Easter things weird. Easter's isn't it? a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I find that a bit odd. Chocolate. What's chocolate and rabbits got to do with it? Yeah, and what's you know what I mean? rolling I away a stone got to do with double Eastenders? I mean, I don't <laughs> get it. <laughs> it does seem odd. Anyway, but it's best not to pick holes in these things. No, Just take them exactly. from the That's what yeah. I say. Um, I, but I do miss that feeling of when you're little, uh, being at a bonfire where your rest of your body is freezing, but your face is burning. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> you stood in front of that fire. It's a great spectacle, though, isn't it? A big old bonfire. Yeah. That's what I miss. I miss that. I know. Why don't they do them anymore? Is it some sort of like, uh, is it because oh, yeah. of Greta? Is it some environmental thing? This is why everyone's got a pallet in their front garden, though. They don't know how to get rid of it. Yeah. But if it was bonfire, we should drag it down to the tip or drag it down to the local wreck and just throw it on the pile, make sure there's no air jogs in there. Don't they still have one down in... Don't they still have one down in... um... Kensal, oh, Lewis. Where they, where they, no, in Lewis, they go that crazy. They, that yeah. mad, like, where they all make mad, like, Donald Trump and whatever. Yeah, I think they have about four bonfires, the different areas of Lewis. I went once. Uh, we went mm. on bonfire, uh, well, obviously on bonfire night. Got off yeah. the train. <laughs> it's when I was living in Brighton, so it's not far. Got off the train, and then there was, like, barrier security. Like you were going to Glastonbury. It's, like, four o'clock. We got out. There's just people just throwing fireworks everywhere. <laughs> in the middle of Waterstones. All the windows are boarded up. <laughs> And then there was a sort of copper at the top of the hill with earplugs in. I went, mate, what time do they like the bonfire? And he went, but um, half seven. And it was just five o'clock. And I went, ah, let's go home. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough trying yeah. to escape in. Imagine trying to get out of it at 11 o'clock, trying to get on a train. Yeah. Nah. It was like Basra <laughs> crossed with Glastonbury. Yeah, that doesn't sound... No. I'm not buying a ticket for that. No, I don't. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, Steve. This week, I was so pleased that you weren't dead. Oh, I know. Yeah, I knew you, there was a there was a thing that I was dead, wasn't there? Like Paul there was Carter. a moment where yeah, there was a moment in the sixties. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, there was a moment uh, this week where Steve was a victim of his own um, timekeeping abilities. Yeah, yeah. Steve is never late. Fastidious, like, never on time. Like, That's me. On time, like even he even tells his wife things are happening two hours earlier than they are, so she'll be on mm. time. Yep. This is like yeah, I do yeah, you know, and you as well, and me, and me. I'm yeah. I'm I'm a good you know, I'm sometimes ten minutes late. I'm not, it's never major, is it? But you know, I mean, you were half an hour late. You half an hour late today, so you're always wasn't okay. half an hour late today. I, 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 I've got ill children, and I gave no, you a warning. No, no. Yeah, I no, was a <laughs> No, but still, I'm not late. I mean, if you tell someone, you're not late. If you tell someone, no. Well, I know, but like ten anyway, minutes before. Anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying is. Yeah. Uh, Steve's um, punctuality mm. nearly cost him his life. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in the it's minds like, of others. In the minds of others. This is what happened, right? Me and Steve were supposed to be meeting at 10 a.m. on Monday mm. yeah. for a writer's meeting, right? We're going to write and do some writing all day. And yeah. so I got down there, man, sat there at 10 o'clock in this meeting at this hotel. No Steve, no text, no nothing. I text him. It doesn't do the little ticks thing. It doesn't say delivered. 
It just sits there. I ring him, it goes straight to voicemail, nothing. So I leave it 40 minutes, right, which is that's, that's reasonable. For Steve, reasonable. that is yeah. like 40 minutes, it may as well be three days. Like, yeah. like I nearly rang the police, but I didn't. I instead make, made the mistake of texting his wife, Tam, who was at work, who I didn't realise was a panicker, Steve. I've got to say, it was a shock no. to me. Well, I think, again, it's to do with my punctuality, and I think she was a bit confused. But she'd just forgotten with what all the things that she was doing, that I, what yeah. I was doing. So I was doing well, castings now. They're usually self-tapes, so you record yourself and, you know, you, someone yeah. reads in with you, blah, blah, blah. But when you're doing them, if your phone's not on airplane mode, you'll be in the middle mm. of, like, a really good self-tape, and then you'll get a bing, or your phone will ring. Yeah, obviously you're really recording is, yeah. on your phone or your iPad. Of course. So you, t- you turn them all off. You turn all, yeah. you put them all on airplane, airplane mode, and then you just crack on. And but in because my you're, head, <laughs> yeah. But in my head, I yeah. was like, "Well, yes, I'm probably 45 minutes late for Jason, but he won't have got up yet because he's always an hour well, late for everything." But you should have text. You should have texted. No, but I was in the, I didn't think. You know, you don't know how long these things are going to take once you start doing them. I lost track of time. I was just uh, trying to do good self. The phone's right there. I mean, the phone. You're looking at the phone. Well, you no, if, text. I know, but it, it was hard because I'd have to get out the camera and the thing, and you know, the thing. Mm. Because at this point, your wife is going, I'm going to leave work and jump in a taxi and go home and check he's okay. Mm. We Jesus both had this image. <laughs> I know. We both had this image of you lying, like, lying at the bottom of the stairs all crumpled. You thought um, I was fitting, without, didn't you? You had an image that was fitting. I thought you might be fitting, yeah. I don't know so, <laughs> I don't know why I thought that, but that's what I thought. I was jumping in a taxi to come over to you because I was worried. I was worried about mm. you. Right? No, I and appreciate I did th- that. Yeah. And I did think to myself, like... If it was me, and I was forty minutes late because of my history of yeah, like lateness. tardiness, no one would. You'd be, you'd be, you'd be at the bottom of the stairs, crumpled. I'd be there for three hours, for an hour, and then after an hour of severe pain and crumpledness, you'd have to go right about now. People might start thinking, I wonder where Jay's got to. <laughs> so you got, you got an hour more pain than anybody else. Yeah, I don't at know. Timekeeping, it can save yeah. your life. <laughs> yeah, or, or you know, get people to panic. <laughs> Matters. I think I'm banned off um, Good Morning Britain, Steve. What happened? What did you do? Well, I went on this week, mm. and um, Susanna Reid and uh, uh, Alistair Campbell. Mm. Yeah. And um, anyway, they, they were talking about the, um, well, they call it the fuel crisis, don't they, a fuel shortage, but it's not, is it? We're not short of fuel. We've got loads of it. Yeah. We're short of drivers to deliver it Yeah. for various reasons. Mm. Um and obviously there's been people going to petrol stations and all, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, there was a moment where they asked me, I don't know why, I was on there to plug my gigs at the Palladium next weekend. But um, they said, oh, we don't get government ministers on here um, to talk about these issues. So do you mind if we um, we, we ask you? Well, well you're, <laughs> so, yeah, next best thing. Yeah. I was like, all right, fair enough, yeah. Um, so they asked me what, what the reason was um, yeah. for, the, for the panic... And I said, you, you're the yeah. reason for the panic. Media, you're going media. I said media, I didn't say just you, I said the media yeah. are the you. reason Specifically for the panic. Specifically Not particularly Susanna Reid, uh, yeah. but, um, but the media in general, by, you know, sending Phil McCann or whatever from the yeah. BBC News yeah, uh, to stand McCann, in, yeah. in... I mean, it couldn't have been better. Well, it could not have been they a better name. They must have done that on it? purpose. Of course they did. We've got a bloke on our staff called Phil McCann here. <laughs> Let's send him down. Let's send him down. Oh, he's only been here two weeks. No, don't matter. Don't matter. Don't matter. This will go viral. Um, and uh, and that, and there we were. And there, you know, people queuing up outside. Uh, yeah. You know the petrol because it's on the news every day, and then they cut, and then they report it. I mean, I don't even know how it started. Well, once it gets in the news there in the ether, then it's everywhere, isn't it? It's like the, and the, problem, toilet, yeah. the toilet paper and the pasta thing last year. Toilet paper, pasta, all these things. You know, there'll be. I've, I've noticed already they're starting to put in um, Christmas. You mark my words, right? I'm going to say this right now. At mm. some point, they'll they'll talk about a turkey shortage yeah. or something around Christmas gifts or something, and people will be panicked buying turkeys. That's that'll be the next one. Yeah, yeah. That's what they do. Well, basically, I worked this out the other day. Have you heard, you've heard this phrase? Um, Gaslighting. Yeah, yeah. I've never really understood what it means. It's when you make someone think they're going mad, isn't it? 
Yeah, basically, gaslighting. It's a form of manipulation. This is the official term, right? It's a form of manipulation that occurs in some abusive relationships, right? It's an insidious and sometimes covert type of emotional abuse where the bully uh, makes the target question their judgment and reality. Mm, right. Ultimately, the victim yeah. of gaslighting starts to wonder if they're losing their sanity. I think we're being gaslit by the government and the media. I don't, I don't want to get all, like, political. Yeah. Right. I do think we're being gaslit a little bit. If you think about, if you think about, it's like a weird relationship that we have where they imply something awful mm. is going to happen. So, uh, you know, then we run to avoid it, and then we get chastised for doing for that. running. Do you know what I mean? Like, got, and you got other gaslighters online saying, "Ah, there is no petrol shortage." It's because when we were at home last year. All that petrol should go out of date. So they've created yeah, we did this petrol shortage. We were getting gaslit it. from that side as well. Yeah. But everything, PPE, toilet rolls, immigrants, fuel, distancing, they're constantly changing the rules of the game. Then the, the, the gaslighting people saying there's no problem at all, and then you just keep us distracted, don't, don't you? That's yeah. the reason. You can't gaslight anyway. with any petrol, though, can you? Even that's the other thing. <laughs> yeah, we need a bit of, certainly need a bit of gas, yeah. But I just, I, I just, I, I know people queuing up outside the petrol stations is mad, right? It is mm. madness. But you've panicked them into doing that. So I don't drive past people thinking idiots. I just think, oh, they've, you know, they've panicked. These people have panicked because you've made them panic. So depends on the length no... of the queue. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've got to say, there is yeah. some of them that you just think, come on. I, I was in my local pub, which is opposite a, a petrol station, and it was like half seven last, you know, Monday or whatever. And mm. the queue went about a mile. And um, I was just thinking, come on. <laughs> I know. There is go, a go home and have your tea. Sense. I know some of you got yeah. to get to work, but not all of you. No. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But the, I think at first, the prop, you know where it started? There was a moment where I think BP, there was a thing from BP, and they said, oh, we're going to have to, I think they had to close a couple of their petrol stations because of a, they didn't have enough drivers to get the mm, petrol. Yeah out there um that then got leaked by somebody then the media uh, went oh well, we've got a petrol shortage and sort of made that a big thing and it was it was front page and it was on all the, the all the news channels then we went oh my goodness we better panic and then they went no no it's just bp just they've just got a couple Why of are you clothes. panicking what are you panicking for i'm panicking because at one point somebody from the government said don't panic and <laughs> we obviously I don't trust, trust them you, and you so told little. me to panic <laughs> That's the reason. So there'll I be a shortage of summit this Christmas, I think. Turkey. Oh, I hope yeah. it's not matchmakers. Oh my god, if there's a matchmaker shortage. Right, that will that will be the end of days. That will be like Mad Max two. <laughs> that's a that's a riot waiting to happen. Uh, it's hashtag bin chat. Hashtag bin chat. Hashtag bin chat. It's a bit of bin chat this morning. Yes. Uh, two uh, opposing bin chats here, Steve. Oh, Very okay, opposite okay. ends of the spectrum. Um, we have got um, one about a Sunderland man who mm. is going to do a marathon, the London Marathon, with a wheelie bin strapped to his back. What's, or what's, yeah. there's a story about a Florida man yeah. who won the internet. What a prize. Wow, that's good. That's what good prize, a prize. I don't know where you put it. No. Well, everywhere. Well, that's massive, isn't it? Well, it's everywhere. Yeah. In the cloud? Uh, he, he was... <laughs> just to get the cloud, yeah. He was uh, video trapping an alligator in a wheelie bin. In a wheelie bin? Which one do you want to hear about? Well, I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? It's definitely the <laughs> alligator in a wheelie bin in Florida. Yeah. yeah. Right. Strap yourselves in, folks. Um, I will put this video on the Absolute Radio uh, socials because it is... Pretty incredible. Uh, Abdul Jean Malik of Mount Dora in Florida was seen in a video on Tuesday capturing a live alligator in a trash bin. Uh, the struggle took almost a full minute as Mr. Malik pushed a horizontal bin towards the gator, open end first, as the predator hissed and backed oh, away. Okay, so he didn't have it upright, he had it laid down. I was going to say, oh, yeah. Getting it. yeah. <laughs> Come on, yeah. mate, jump in. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty hard, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, once he'd gotten close enough, Mr. Malik cleverly snapped the lid on the gator's head, apparently stunning it uh, with the creature part of the way in. The Florida man then lifted the bin upright and shut it, trapped it trapping the reptile inside. When you watch the video, Steve, yeah. there's a moment where he's like trying to pull the bin up to... The weight of the... Uh, the yeah, and the weight of the inside. alligator. You just think, oh my God, this is going to end in like no arms. 
Is that recycling now, or is that um, where's he put that? Is he just put, <laughs> put it outside? <laughs> the, the council come surprise on. surprise for the bin, man. <laughs> he, put, he put that in the wrong bin, so Morning, that's a darling. Good <laughs> <laughs> What's in here then? <laughs> uh, Mr. Malik received uh, largely the same reaction on Instagram when he posted the video. Um, one viewer commented, "I don't care what nobody say at this point. You a superhero." Yeah. Uh, another admirer. Say, I'm, I'm confused how he's got a video of it. Has he gone? There's a crocodile. No, someone outside, else like. was video. Someone else was videoing it oh, rather right. than it's helping. Not, no, yeah, like yeah. It's a crocodile. I'm going to go into this thing. Can you film it? What? I, Just stand there, about six <laughs> foot away from this crocodile, while I tease it. Yeah, I'll film it. <laughs> I'd go, mate. You're on your own. I guess in Florida, it's just one of those things where, like, we get foxes in the garden. Yeah. They get well, the odd alligator. If you um, don't, you just leave it. <laughs> rather than try and put it in your bin. Well, I think it was on his front drive when I when Oh, I sorry. Vi- sorry. When you look at the video, oh, I'll take it all back. It's on his front drive. Fair yeah. dues. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. When you have a look at the video, you're like, because obviously his wheelie bin's out there. He's obviously coming back yeah. in. It's empty. Yeah. It must have been bin day as well. Yeah. It's an he's empty gone to wheelie get bin. bin in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's an alligator in the in the front garden. Another viewer said, uh, this Florida man has won the internet for the month of September. Oh, so he's only got uh, it for a month. He's only got it for a month, which is fair oh, okay. enough. Well, that's fair uh, enough. That's all right. It's had 500,000 views uh, as of uh, last Wednesday. Um, in the comments, some viewers were more critical. Uh, one mm. wrote, I love gators and don't like to see them harassed like this. Mm. Uh, and well, another fella says, what a newbie. Everybody knows you toss some raw chicken in the trash can first. Saves so much time and drama. Oh, it's a thing, is it? Is that what yeah, it, must be a th- it must be a thing over there. Crikey. There you go, yeah, that's but, exciting. Well, you can comment as much as you like, but have any of you guys ever won the internet for September? Sorry, exactly. What? No, exactly. exactly. What are you even doing on the internet? What? You, <laughs> you shouldn't even be on there. You need to go and ring Abdul and yeah. see if you're allowed to use the internet. Are you internet. on my internet? Yeah. He's won it, mate. He's yeah. won it. Um, and uh, an honorary mention as well for uh, Dino Franciosa, uh, who is about to do the London Marathon with a wheelie bin strapped to his back. The fella from Sunderland is raising funds for St. Oswald's Children's Hospital in Newcastle. Uh, and uh, he's obviously got uh, a link to them through his family. Um, his, uh, his brother uh, died a few years ago, and so he's making some money for that lovely charity there. He's already raised 21000 Oh, uh, for the Sunderland Royal, he's raised twenty-seven thousand for Diabetes UK, four thousand for cancer research, and thirteen hundred for uh, Grace House. This guy's an absolute legend, isn't he? Hashtag Amazing. Legend. Hashtag, he should win the internet for October. Yeah, let's say him out for October. Yeah, go I on. think that's fair enough, isn't it? Uh, so make sure you have a little uh, Google of him if you want to drop him a fiver. Uh, just I imagine if you Google Dino Franciosi and uh, Wheelie Bin Marathon, that will come up, and you can yeah. give him a couple of quid. Yeah. Manford. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. I saw my car this week, Steve. Oh, yeah. You were. I, you mentioned last week you yeah. were selling it. Get well, a good price for it. Very, Anybody coming around kicking the tyres and stuff? What they're called? Yeah, I got a bit of that. I'll tell you the mad thing was. So I went to sell this car last year, the end of yeah. last year, and I don't know what happened. I, I couldn't find the V5 form Yeah. But that you need, you know, the sort of proof of, of ownership of and all that. Yeah. Yeah, all that. I sort of wrote to the DVLA to send me a new one. They didn't send me one for ages. And then I just got busy with various other things and sort of forgot that we were selling this car. So we just had this yeah. extra car. Um, Lucy got the electric one, the little uh, little Volkswagen. And, and I was on tour. So I just sort of forgot yeah. about it almost, you know. And I thought, right, no, I need to sort this out. So it's been sat in the driveway for three or four weeks. Anyway, I've got found this, like, company who... It's a bit like We Buy Any Car, but it's sort of... I think they call sell a car quickly or okay. something. So like a catchy, isn't it? Yeah, sell a car quickly. Um, but I tell you what, they, they did actually. It was with, it was gone. It was gone in a week. Um, but the weird thing is, if I'd have sold it last year, yeah. I actually I actually sold it for about three grand more than this, than this time last year. Oh, how come? So the well, I googled this. Apparently, used cars. The prices of used cars have gone right up. Why? Because there's no I cars think, left. I think maybe because they maybe they're making less cars. I, I, yeah. I would be guessing if I yeah. came yeah. up with a reason. But I think maybe they've made less cars, or certainly sold less cars over the last uh, year or so. Um, 
the last year and a half. And uh, so used cars, so you could actually, your car now, if you have a look at it and, and, and check the price, you might be getting decent prices on these used cars. I mean, you won't be able to buy a new one, of course. But no. there's something, yeah, I couldn't believe it. When he really? come round, I thought, and also, but how, how annoying is this? So yeah. the guy came round, like you said, give the tyres a kick and that. I look, I look, it's a good nick in it, mate. I went, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. so, Get off my property. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm only, um, it's only done about 16,000 miles in four yeah. years or something because right. it's just yeah. sort of, you know, it's not one of, we're not big drivers really. Um, and uh, he got in and he went, hey, full tank of petrol. And I was oh, no. livid. Oh, you should have siphoned that out. I should have siphoned it out. I don't market, know how or to. The, or the red diesel market, whatever market you go on. Must have been like a, must have been a street value of about three grand. I was livid. Yeah. It's more, it's more than saffron or whatever it is. <laughs> I was so gutted. I almost sort of, I almost went, no sale. I was going to put it yeah. back on for an, for an extra 500 quid. Yeah. You can have the t- yeah, take With the petrol, it's just gone up another 500 quid. We're like 60 quid's worth of petrol in there. Mate, you try and get 60 quid's worth of petrol right now. <laughs> yeah. Good luck to you, son. Uh, so, yeah, that's gone. So, so now I'm just having a little look at, because obviously everyone's gone electric now, aren't they? Mm. Everyone seems to be going electric. But um, well, you've gone electric. Yeah. You're enjoying it. Aren't well, we've you? gone. Or we've gone a little worried. electric, which is great. But obviously, I need something that can fit six kids in, Steve. Uh, what is that? I mean, is there such <laughs> thing as an electric tank? <laughs> solar powered bus. That's what I need. I need a solar powered bus. I well, they've got a big roof, haven't they? So if you get filled the roof full of solar powered panels on a, on a bus, yeah, mini bus, that would what? work. Hey, there you go. You can have that. Hey, thanks, mate. <laughs> I'll get get on that. So, if anyone's got any ideas of what the heck you can drive, that is uh, economical and good for the environment. No, not good for the environment. But, you know, better for the environment. Yeah. But that can fit around eight people in. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, you know, drop us a drop us a message on yeah. the old uh, Twitter. Hey, when you were a kid, Steve, were you school dinners or packed lunch? Uh, a bit of both. I think. Was you? Yeah, I think I was school dinners mainly, but then I think some of my mates got packed lunches, so I joined the packed lunch gang for a bit. You know, Kiora right. in a little flask, some ice yeah. cubes. They're not melted. Look how good it is. They even melted. <laughs> Put them in this morning. Still in there. <laughs> was, that, was that your little voice when you were a boy? Yeah, that was my voice when I was that age. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you have? Was it was it sandwiches? Was it just leftover Sandwich, pasties? crisps and Kiora. That was the that was the. That was the standard, I remember. Maybe I didn't have yeah. crisps, actually. Just sandwich and Kiora. Don't think we had crisps knocking on our house. We didn't have enough money. Don't think crisps were a thing. Pretty sure Crisps, yeah. Yeah. Do, 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 we never had crisps. Do, do, Every now and again when we had do, chips, my mum used to save do, the peelings do, off the do, off the chips that she would eat frying and she'd put them in separate and go, I've made you some crisps. But they were just potato peelings they would have thrown away if they hadn't chucked them in frying. <laughs> It's true, that. <laughs> they, were, they were tough times. Yeah. They were tough times. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I, was, uh, I, was, I was a school dinners uh, sort yeah. of guy, uh, yeah. pretty much. What were they good school um, dinners, your school dinners? Yeah, they were pretty decent, actually. They were pr- ah, pretty decent. Those were good. Mm, yeah, I must say, never, never had any complaints. And on, on um, Cornflake Tart and Custard Day... Yeah. Um... You, if you, I mean, I'm sure this is where the obesity crisis started. Uh, if you helped the din ladies clean up, you used to get a second dessert. Mm, that's where it all started, isn't it? That's yeah, where a lot of, a lot of, so a lot of Jamie started. Oliver came in and spoiled it. Yeah, kind of yeah. turkey. Twi- we never had turkey twizzlers. No, we used know. to have this no. thing that was, was a slice of pizza. Yeah, we had this thing that was just like a slice of pizza, but it was it was about an inch thick, and the base was like a, almost like a sponge. Well, I'd never had pizza before, so this is the closest thing I'd, you know, come to it. And then you have fish, you have like chips with it, and you, I'd put vinegar on, and the vinegar would soak into the base of the pizza. Oh, that was lovely. I used to love that. Same with the hot dogs. Never a hot dog in the bread there. <laughs> Great. Well, there was a story in the paper this week um, about a mum who sent their son in with a very lavish pat lunch. Oh, what was it? Uh, you what know, was in there? most pat lunches, you know, bit of fruit, possibly a yeah. packet of crisps and a sandwich, yeah? Maybe mm. a sweet treat if your mum was feeling generous. Um, and while most of us grew up trading half a ham sandwich for a custard cream biscuit with your mate, it turns out yeah. some kids are from an entirely different God. league. Uh, one couple 
<laughs> wait for this. Uh, one couple left parents uh, so shocked they sparked an interesting debate on pat lunches after revealing what they put together for their eight-year-old son as per his request. Okay, okay. What did he want? Uh, he went for a lobster tail salad. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Swap your uh, half a cheese sandwich for your lobster tail salad. No. <laughs> Got a custard cream here. He had some cranberries with it, some blueberries and some nuts. Um, this isn't a meal he was served in a fancy restaurant while after dinner uh, with, with his uh, wife the night before. This was a pat lunch lovingly prepared for a child after he specifically requested seafood. Well, do you know what the funny thing is, though? Kids, they know what they like, don't they? And then if they yeah, keep asking for stuff. But like my son, he comes mm. home, he has this thing called a party platter when he comes home from school. I went to party platter. And he's basically just a plate with some bits on. And he wants, this is what he wants. He wants the seaweed thins, you know, those little mm. those little slithers of seaweed, uh, yeah. the tomato-flavoured ones. He wants uh, balsamic vinegar, fava beans and hummus <laughs> and some chanterey carrots. I mean, who is this kid? He's fine. Wow. He's my but son. But you've obviously created that. It's, they're the things he likes. And he, I'm glad that he went, yeah. I, I like hummus, rather than going... I like, I don't know. He doesn't like burgers. He went to McDonald's yeah, I know you mean. We were driving early one morning. He went to McDonald's with his mate, and his mate went, oh, I'll have a little kid's happy meal. And they went, what do you want, Hal? And he went, hey, get a little bag of fruit. And he just had a little bag of fruit. Oh, that's cute. I, I yeah. offered McDonald's to my kids yesterday, actually, yeah. at the end of school, because we had an hour between end of school and when and then when clubs started and stuff. Uh, and uh, I said, right, guys, we've got an hour. Um, yeah. Should we... So we just grab, grab a McDonald's. McDonald's or yeah. Greg's or something like that. And mm. three of them went, no, Dad, it's, it's the middle of the week. And I went, what? I went, it's the middle of the week. It's the, the McDonald's in the middle of the week. And they pointed at, the, there's a, a, a really lovely pub in Cheadle uh, called uh, the Church Inn. They were like, let's just go for dinner there. We can get there right. and then we can have a proper dinner. And we did. That's exactly what we did. We had proper well, dinner better, with vegetables it, yeah. and everything. It was much better, and I enjoyed it more as well. But I just thought, whose kids are these? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> Have you ever had lobster? Yeah. Yeah. It's what, we did, didn't we do this? We mentioned this before. Things that aren't as good as they're cracked up to be. It's yeah, right. I agree. It's fine. It's all right. It's fine. It's not bad or anything, but like... It's a lot of work. It doesn't justify like, ooh. It's like the same with... 35 um, quid or something. Like foie gras, and I mean, obviously, you can't enjoy foie gras because you can you you, you can taste the pain, can't you? You can taste the pain. Yeah, but it's uh, no. Just Have you seen that new? Um, there's like a new restaurant in London. That's Salt Bay, I think he's called. This guy. Salt he's this Bay. guy who sprinkled salt on something once, and now he's, he gets a restaurant. I don't really know. <laughs> that, sounds good. I don't know how else to describe him. He's that's basically that's like sounds he's pretty succinct. Yeah. He's like a Turkish guy, a chef yeah. who went, who's known across the rest, uh, the the internet as Salt Bay. Salt Bay, and yeah, because he's like sprinkles salt in a certain sort of quite theatrical way, and right. uh, his videos went viral and any blah 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 blah. Um, anyway, he's got a, he's got like a steakhouse now at the Park Tower Hotel in Knightsbridge. Yeah, and uh, he's got a twenty-four carat gold tomahawk steak. Okay, I've heard of this. There yeah. was like a footage of a footballer eating this, wasn't there, a couple of years ago? Do you remember this? Oh, no, so, I don't know this. Yeah, yeah, it was, but anyway, I've forgotten who it was. Oh, right. Well, this is this is £630. Yeah, this is the thing. And it, has it got, like, um, gold leaf on it or something? Yeah, it's got, like, gold... Across, and it's sort of, you know... It, I mean, it looks cooked to perfection, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, it'd have to be at that price, wouldn't it? Yeah, if, if you're sending that back. <laughs> yeah. Give another five minutes under the grill, mate. £44 for four Red Bulls it costs there. I mean, there's no, he's not doing anything fancy with Red Bulls, is he? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, the the most he can do is put some salt in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's absolutely bonkers. Um, there's some video of Conor McGregor uh, mm. eating steak from Salt Bay's hands. That's pretty weird. That um, but yeah, what an odd... I mean, people. Right, so. I mean, people with too much money. You know, I don't get me wrong. I'm doing all right, but I've not got too much. Yeah, but to film it not, and put it on the internet and go, look, I've got enough that you go. Six hundred quid steak. Right, love. Uh, I've done as a gold tomahawk steak. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
She'd be like, what? Do you want ketchup with it? <laughs> or do you want gold mustard? <laughs> gold mayo. <laughs> also, I had a problem with that. Um, we, I bought a tomahawk steak once. No, no, I got, yeah. I got one given to me, I think. There was some like local butchers who were sending stuff out. And yeah. I got one. Tomahawk steak is massive. You, you've not got a pan big enough for one. Well, how do you cook that then? You basically have to cook it sort of like... I don't know what you Braise sear it, it is it and then sear it and sear then put it, it in the oven and then wrap it in like foil and whack it in the yeah, oven. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, it was delicious. Don't get me wrong, but the bone was so big. Um, and I just moved into this new this new house and I put it on the WhatsApp group. And I said, uh, I said, hey, I've, uh, we've just had this. I don't know if any how many dogs are on this road. I said, but we've just I've just cut this tomahawk steak. Congratulate <laughs> <laughs> uh, yourself with the, with the neighbours. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> yeah, I did. In fact, I found the message here on the group. This was uh, this was right at the beginning of the year, thirty first, thirty first of Jan. It was. Sorry to any veggies on here. I said, uh, but if there's any local dogs who want a, a late night treat, let me know and I'll, I'll drop the remainder of this tomahawk steak over. It was surprisingly too much for me to finish. Well, that's nice. Right, and that's, that, yeah. that's a nice thing to do, isn't it? From the new guy on the on the road. Yeah. The first message yeah, from oh, Carol. Yeah. She put our Rolo. Would have killed for that, but unfortunately he passed away last Friday. Right, no good to me. I mean, what's the chances of that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to do something nice. Yeah, and they've just reminded her a dog's dead. He's lovable. Yeah. Absolutely love the tomahawk steak. He'd have loved that. He'd have loved that. Uh, Luckily, Stephen, who does our our bins, he's he's the fellow who puts... uh, He's green tomorrow, everyone. Bin guard, yeah. He's he's the bin king. king. Um, He said, my jack will fit. He'll have that for his tea tomorrow. Yeah, is that his son or his and dog? <laughs> he didn't specify. Okay, but I went over and I dropped that steak off, and uh, and every time I see that dog, I don't look. I might be imagining this, yeah. but every time I see that dog, it gives me a little wink. Yeah, dogs do wink at you though. So I they do you, wink. I don't think you are imagining it. I think he's no. Called, oh, I like Jay. Thanks I think for the he does. All that. You know, I think he, he remembers. Tom Hawks, you know where I am. Yeah. <laughs> Used to give it to what's the name, but he's dead now, so <laughs> I'll have his and all. Um, I started talking about this thing on my in my current tour show, which you can come and see, by the way. All tickets are available at jasonmanford.com. Uh, where am I this week? I'm Basingstoke on uh, Wednesday. Amazing Stoke, as they call it. Do they? Just just in Basingstoke, they call it that. Yeah. Well, I've been to Basingstoke. I wouldn't call it Amazing Stoke. Well, you're not from there. Mm-hmm. They've got a bit well, of civic pride. There, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Basingstoke, Wednesday, and then the, the London Palladium, Friday and Saturday. Nice. Um, and next week, Grimsby. I go from the Palladium to Grimsby. That's good. How many people have yeah, done keep that? Keep your feet on the ground, though, man. Keep yeah, exactly. Yeah. Grimsby, Stockton, and uh, Grantham. Yeah, so, don't go uh, too do... far. Don't deep on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> do come along to any of them. Um, but I've been cho- talking about the sort of pressures of lockdown and mm. um, on 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 couples, you know, of, of sort of basically being locked in with each other. Yeah, and uh, sort of saying, you know, essentially like. You know, when you when you get married, you say the vows, but there's like an unwritten caveat, which is I agree to all of these things as long as we get to spend, you know, roughly 10 hours apart Monday to Friday. Yeah. That's sort of how it works. Yeah. Um, so I asked online the other day, I said, what is the one thing that you find most annoying about your partner? We'll just go first names because I don't want anybody getting in trouble. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, with these. Um, I mean, there's lots of things. You realise, like breathing. I didn't realise breathing was such a thing that people get annoyed by other people's breathing. I know, but that must um, be. I think that's. A, I think that's a, a top sign of a more deeper rooted issue. If you're annoyed, yeah, I'd say breathing. so. <laughs> yeah, breathing is life. Why is he always breathing? <laughs> uh, Rachel says that her partner uh, does awake snoring. I didn't even oh, know that was a thing. What? Just when they're watching telly? Just, just watching there, yeah. telly. Oh God, that would wind yeah, that me would right annoying. up. Yeah, that, you're doing it again. Yeah, I think that would annoy me a little yeah, bit, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, that's fair enough, yeah. Uh, Deb Harris says, I've been in hospital no, for four on, weeks. Hang on, hang on, You thought we weren't oh. going to give their full names out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, not Deb Harris? <laughs> yeah, not definitely not Deb Harris. Says. Definitely not Deborah Harris. Uh, Deborah Robinson, let's call her that. Uh, she says, I've been in hospital for four weeks with pneumonia and COVID, and he hasn't texted me for four days. Oh... That's a bad one. That's a bad one. Yeah, you need to sort that out. My mum's been in hospital for the last uh, 10 days and my dad has literally been 
he gets, and he doesn't drive my dad. So he get, he's been getting the bus into town just like every day, just sit and just like after, straight after work, off he goes. That's, See? that's dedication. That's what you should be doing. Yeah, he needs to sort that out. Deb Harris or whoever. Whatever, whoever you are. Whatever his, whatever his name is. Um, and Samara uh, says, uh, when we go camping, he lets down the airbeds on the last day, ready to pack up while I'm still in it. Well, that's all right, though. You need that sort of bit of I weight. Knew you were gonna, to get it. I knew you were going to side with the fella there. Well, just because you've got to... <laughs> when are you going to do it? I mean, he's, he's got a lot to do, probably. He's got to do he all the airbeds. He's got to do, yeah. do all the thingy. You know, you can't, sometimes the airbeds are at the bottom of everything, so they're the first thing you have to be doing. So if you're just sat there, lounging around, like this, you know... <laughs> and the weight <laughs> of you, the world. It'll, it'll go down quicker. I wonder if that text is actually from your wife. <laughs> Could be. What do you, you said Samara or something? What did you say? <laughs> did I say Samara? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very very close to Samara, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, Jess says uh, the stench of his farts. I've genuinely mm. never smelled anything like it. It's like something has crawled up there and died. I mean, yeah. There's a certain age I think you get to, and obviously your diet doesn't help, mm, or it yeah. does help, for example. But yeah. I think there's just a certain age you get to where they just. I don't know. Yeah, sort of, yeah, they do turn. They do turn. You know, like, 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 like barrel aged. You know what I mean? Like a like a yeah. fine wine. It's <laughs> yeah, picked exactly. up all the all the sort of sense of you know what it, the vessel that it's been sat in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done that thing before where I'm sure you're the same as me, Steve. Where you you know if you think one's coming, you sort of pop mm. out. Yeah. You know, and I'll pop out into the, and I think that's a, a really nice thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and then there was one night where I went out, did what I needed to do in the yeah. kitchen. Yeah. And then um, came back in and Lucy went, you've brought it in with you. Like it had followed me. <laughs> oh, are we going in here? Are we? Hold the door. Get in quick, 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 quick. Go, go, go. Yeah. Like it followed me. Well, it will, that's won't weird, it? That, it? It'll follow the, the like a vapour trail almost. It like sort a red arrows. Yeah, that's what it- <laughs> <laughs> Troop in the collar or something. Just some fame, like, you know, real landmark royal occasion. And you've just gone <laughs> through the front room. I remember Frank doing a thing years ago um, about uh, wondering whether when when you fart when it's cold, if it makes that sort of visual thing like you do when you breathe. Oh, well, like you're a, outside. Yeah, condensation. Oh, sort of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it if it's does, just people it? wandering around. Probably does, doesn't it? Hot air hitting the Would cold. do, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kevin Beck says... Oh, I've done the full name. Bevin Keck. Bevin Keck says... <laughs> done the full name again. I'm rubbish at this. Just call him Bevin. Bevin Keck. Bevin says. Keck says, the old I don't want anything from the chippy routine. <laughs> oh, as old as time itself. <laughs> then you feel her eyes burning yeah. into your skin and you know yeah. she wants some of your chips. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Um, it's time to be honest. You should be able to say these things to them, but if not, same to us. Mm. We're fine to hear it. Under the cloak of anonymity, because we will not... Under, I'd say, 60% of the t- chances reveal their name. I'm trying my best. I don't know why I keep forgetting. Uh, Justina says uh, he constantly comes in the kitchen and turns off the light when I'm in there. Oh, I'm a bit of a light switcher off. Yeah, while you're in, there. in there. Not while I do while I'm in there, no. It's like pulling the plug out of a um, bath while someone's in it. Yeah, yeah that seems off. a bit harsh. Yeah, <laughs> but I do constantly walk around this house turning lights off. Yeah, that's that's standard dad thing, isn't it? I think dad thing, isn't it? Dad, dad, dad. Uh, Lucy says when I've started a conversation in my head and bring him in halfway through, and he has absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, so then I ask loads of questions like, "Dude, don't make me repeat myself." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's more about there than him, isn't it? That does sound. Yeah, that's like uh, I say that thing, you put that down there, you'll do that. Are you going to do it then? What? <laughs> what was that? Just, oh, God, I'm going through all this again. I haven't said anything. <laughs> my wife is amazing at uh, recall. Like, so the amount of times where I'm talking to her and she's just on her phone or, mm. and you think I go, she's not for- listening? Yeah, and I go, I forget it. She goes, no, I was listening. And I go, what, what did I say? And then she literally says verbatim what I just said to her. Yeah. And so she's right, because she this, did hear me. This is what five-year-olds but, do. They listen, but they don't sort of comprehend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you weren't engaged. You weren't looking at me. You weren't engaged. Uh, Lee says, my wife thinks she can sing, but she can't. 
Sally says when he appears in the kitchen when I'm cooking and stirs my pans. Don't touch my food and the cook. If you wanted to cook, you should have offered. Help yourself. Yeah, yeah, I can believe that. You're you're the cook in your house, really, aren't you? I wouldn't mind somebody coming in tidying. (laughs) Oh, that'd be good. Like a chef. Just oh, just move all these potato peelings up. No, I'm making crisps out of them. You know, whatever. Making crisps for the kids. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but just cleaning up after you. Yeah, there's some people who cook. My my wife sometimes when she cooks, you know, there's a bit of a state sometimes after you're cooking. She thinks as the cook, she's got the right to. Leave it. <laughs> Leave it. I've done the cooking so you can do the cleaning, but it's just like, you can't just... No, it's all part of the same job. Yeah. Uh, Samantha mm-hmm. says, how quickly he can fall asleep, even when he says he isn't tired. It's Are a you gift, a quick that, sleeper? That is a gift. Um, I can drop asleep on the settee at, you know, the drop of a hat, and then once I yeah. get upstairs, I'm like, oh, God, I wish I'd just <laughs> yeah. follow... What is it about that? You know when you're sort of watching something, you really want to watch as well, but your head's going... I know. You know, and you're on the set. Of, my wife's one of them. Don't go to sleep. Oh. Yeah. You're just like, don't. Why would you <laughs> I do hate that? I hear people do just that. Let me go to sleep. My I wife, know. when I yawn, you know, when you yawn, you close your eyes. Yeah. She always puts her finger between my teeth. Oh. Like, Ooh, just at the end of the yawn, I, I, I get like, oh, she doesn't even let me enjoy that's, a yawn. <laughs> that's not good. That's not good. No, I, I on occasion, you know, sometimes you go into a little bit of a daydream where you're just staring at, you're not actually focused on anything, you're not staring at anything. Yeah, no. Your brain just goes to sleep. They daydreams. Yeah. Oh, it's great. She does like a little wave in front of my eyes. Oh no. I'm like, what are you you doing? It's a a little stare there. It was a lovely stare. The blinky lady. (laughs) (laughs) Samantha says, when I'm talking about someone we've known for over ten years, and he goes, who? (laughs) (laughs) I can see how that could happen. Me, ma'am. Oh. uh. Larry says, uh, always leaves half an inch of tea in a mug that I accidentally tip on the floor every time I load the dishwasher. Oh, uh, that is annoying. Well, I don't know about that. I'm, well, I'm no, but you, fine You with leave that. half a cup of tea, you. You've said this before, but you're one of those. Hey, make, you're like, my wife does the same. Oh, you not made me a cup of tea. Like, you don't really, all right, I'll make you a cup of tea, and then you go do it all again, and then you never drink it. You have, like, two sips. Like that fella, I, um, east is east, just half cup. <laughs> just half cup, yeah. I am. But you know what's annoying? Uh, and I think I must have said this before, but on occasion, because it annoys my wife so much, she will make me um, just half a cup Good. of tea and not a full Good. cup of tea. Yeah, but I want the, to- the top half is what I like. Is that the nicest bit? <laughs> That's the nicest bit. Yeah. Then I think it must get to a temperature that I just don't like. Oh, there is. Sometimes is. when you make a cup of tea and it's at the perfect temperature. Oh, yeah. And then somebody rings That's the door the and you're like, mate, I've got, I've got <laughs> a two-minute window here, mate. It's at the perfect temperature. You've just ruined my day. <laughs> I um and also um uh I, I, if I've, I've got a packet of biscuits I'm off I will yeah. nail a full cup of tea with a packet of biscuits yeah. oh yeah but don't drink the tea though just eat the biscuits just for dunking just eat the bit yeah I just drink the tea from the biscuit yeah you can't <laughs> drink that bottom half it's all sugar and chocolate now isn't it <laughs> uh, Val has said the thing that annoys her about her husband is he's incapable of closing doors wardrobe doors kitchen cupboard doors nothing closed mm, that's annoying nothing. A dread winter when all the internal doors are left open. Yeah. I do. We've got a lot of doors and drawers in our kitchen. So mm. like it's all doors and drawers and all things are in. And when I'm cooking and stuff, my wife comes in and goes, is there a poltergeist in here? Because all <laughs> everything's just... Everything. <laughs> I think it's the chairs stacked up on the table that probably yeah, yeah. freaks her out. Yeah. And the freaking <laughs> five-year-old on the telly going, hello. <laughs> this house is clean. Uh, yeah. Caroline says, uh, just as I'm drifting off to sleep, he slurps his chamomile tea so loudly and then yawns like Lacks a cartoon in character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this set me a right off. <laughs> Still awake? I, what, are you tired? <laughs> I'm a bit of a slurper. On, you know, with a hot brew. I'm a bit of a slurper. Well, I think you have to with a, with a, with a chamomile or a mint. You don't know how hot it's going to be. No, We've not been no prepared milk. for this. We know, how hot, <laughs> exactly. we know how hot it normally is. Then you put the milk in, takes yeah. it down 10 degrees or whatever. But you've absolutely got no idea no. how hot a fruit juice no. tea is. No, could take your tongue clean out. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen says, he needs a boo whenever it's time to pack the car with kids, but conveniently he's finished just as we're all ready to go. Oh. Well, he can't help his ways. That's a very clever bell, that. Bell's move, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Oh, just remember, need a poo. Get all the kids in the car. (laughs) And it just sits in in there on Twitter. And he is right, and then comes out. 20 minutes. I reckon a good 20 minutes, 25 minutes. I've been on the toilet before now. 
Yeah, but is there anything worse than going and then you forget your phone? Oh, yeah. Oh, you've you done it. What do you got to do? Well, then well, you can't sit there for 20 minutes like you usually do. So you come out after four mm-hmm. and your wife's like, oh, I see. So when you haven't got your phone, yeah. it doesn't take so long, does it? Hmm. Yeah, well, I didn't know this, but I think my wife assumed that that's because I think a lot of blokes spend, you know, 15 minutes so. in the toilet. Yeah, I think famously. my wife assumed that that's how long it took. I was like, no, no. <laughs> all, the, all the business is done and dusted in the first minute. The rest of it is just reading. Just me time. You know, <laughs> me time with Silas. She thought it took that long. We're like, no, no. <laughs> just our, our systems are different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Barnali well, no, says... Making, no, you're making up names, so it's fine. <laughs> Not making up a name. Barnali, that's what it says. He leaves the last of anything so he doesn't have to replace it. Last bit of loo roll. Oh, even though a clever. new one is right there. Last bit of ketchup, even though there's a new one right there. Mm, that's clever. That, is, that clever. is clever. Very good. good. Very good. Victoria says, and I, I can't help feeling this This is the beginning of something that might be read out in court one day. Um, you know, when someone just loses it. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? I don't know in my mind. It all began. It just went blank. Yeah. <laughs> Victoria says, uh, you know when you open a four-piter of milk? And there's a little white mm. flap that you pull off. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. and she actually names her husband, so she's clearly not bothered. Yeah. Well, Stephen Malarkey mm. only peels off a little bit. Why? And then puts it back on. Why? It drives me insane. He also does it with the butter, keeps the film on the top. Oh, no, you don't need to do that. No, get rid well, of it. everything. Like, oh. That would be, I can see how that would be annoying. I can't help yeah, feeling Because you've got to do it every time. Yeah. Oh, that's annoying. <sighs> Oh, and Samantha says he keeps picking his toenails and putting them on the side of the sofa. (laughs) There's some nasty folks out there, guys. Mm. But hey, at least you still love each other, eh? Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford and Steve Edge on Absolute Radio. I hope you are very, very well this morning. Uh, we are joined by uh, Sunday Times best-selling author, uh, Will Storr, this morning. Morning, Will. Morning, Jason. How are you doing? I'm really well, thanks very much. How's, how's it going there? Yeah, good, thank you. Good man, good man. Now, you have been incredibly busy. Um, these books that you uh, knock out, you've got currently got the status game, which I'm in the middle of reading uh, on social position and how we use it. You, the, the research that you must put into these books, it must take longer than actually writing it. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, we, we, I was doing the research for the status book at the same time as I was doing this research for the previous book. So that, that I was kind of doing them both at the same time. Right. So, so, so yeah, it's taken a few years. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I read Selfie and um, I was actually in the middle of a tour. You came to see the tour yeah. um, in Chatham, I think it was. Was it down yeah, that yeah, way? Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, really good. Thanks, man. And um, and, I'm, and I gave you, if, if you've seen the last show, uh, Muddle Class, you'll have heard me mention uh, Selfie by Will Storr. I actually mentioned it in the show. <laughs> um, and, and gave my um, gave it uh, gave it a good plug because there was a point where I was four months into the tour. Then I read your book, and your book changed my tour. <laughs> there was something in it that just like it rang so true. If you've not read Selfie, how, how would you describe Selfie to, a, to to someone who's not? It's really the story about how we became sort of so self-obsessed in the West, you know, especially in the UK and the US. So, so, so mm. it's about how culture, how the culture of, of individualism shapes who we are and our beliefs, our behaviours. It was absolutely life-changing. Honestly, it was an incredible book. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I loved it. So I was so excited that you were writing a new one, The Status Game. Uh, and how's, that, how's The Status Game different to Selfie? Uh, the status game is all about the kind of it's the, it's the invisible forces that shape human life. So, so it's really arguing that um, um, humans are, are you know motivated by you know lots of things, but one of the main things is status. Is, is this kind of um, uh, p- pursuing rank over over the people around us, and and that kind of yeah. really defines all, all of well so much of human life. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's absolutely fascinating. And I uh, my tour's called Like Me, and. <laughs> And it's so weird that we've both ended up in a similar situation again, where we're yeah, sort yeah. of writing about similar things. You know, we've obviously, obviously yeah, we're on parallel lines here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mad, isn't it? It's mad. <laughs> so I, I found it quite fascinating, um, sort of flicking through it because there's some things in there that 
so I'm talking about being liked on in my tour and the obsession with being liked. Um, but you talk about the importance of being liked and how that goes back even to sort of hunter gatherer. Yeah, that's right. So, so, so we, we've been, you know, obsessively interested in our own status in sort of being liked and respected and valued for for te- you know tens of thousands of years and longer. You know, our, our urge for status goes back, in fact, quite millions of years. It's just that what's changed mm. is how we pursue status. So, um, you know, we still pursue status with kind of violence. Uh, sadly, and aggression, mm. but we also, you know, these days go for prestige, want sort of better reputations. Yeah. And the reason it's so fundamental is because when we get more status, uh, we, we basically everything else gets better. Survival and reproduction gets better, better food, um, yeah. and a better access to mates. So, 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 so yeah, it's it's this fundamental rule the brain knows: go for status, and then everything yeah. else gets better. It, I mean, it's 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 a really it's a really good read, and it, and as much as it sounds, you know, on the back you might think. Anthropology and social economics, like well, this is, you know, what I mean, you might think this is not for me, but honestly, it's you're such a brilliant uh, storyteller, such, such a brilliant writer. You make things that are are actually quite complicated, uh, very accessible. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, I've got like a no jargon rule, basically. Like, a, yeah, yeah. I, I try and just keep all the jargon out of it and just write it in plain language. That's that's the that's what takes a lot of the time, actually, is, is yeah, to try but... and simplify it so much. And is there, was there anything when you were writing the status game that surprised you? Did you learn anything about yourself? Yeah, I, I guess it's just this fact that you know, what one of them is that that, that when when you when you start looking for status, you kind of see it everywhere. You see it in all the interactions. And I guess one of the biggest surprises was that you know was when I started looking into the science of morality and virtue. Mm. And how, you know, when we do good things and selfless things, um, that's also attached to status. And that, that kind of seems a bit confronting when you come across it. But of course, it's kind of obvious when you look at people like the Pope or Mother Teresa or, you know, yeah. Gandhi. Th- these are superstars. They're celebrities, but they're moral celebrities. It's just a different kind of celebrity. So, yeah, seeing kind of morality and virtue is this kind of status thing that, that really changed the way that I kind of see the world, especially, you know, the world on social media. Yes, of course. Well, I, I mean, I talk about it in my show at the moment about when I was doing volunteer driving over the summer and, um, and, and during lockdown. And people say to me, what a lovely thing to do, what a selfless act. And I, I sort of joke about it, but I sort of say, I, I did that for me. Like I was, I volunteered for myself. I've got six kids at home. I was doing yeah. it to get out of the house and people go, what a lovely, what, what a lovely thing you did. I was like, yeah, all right. I'm the most yeah, selfish volunteer. Yeah, no, but that, but that, but that, but that is, you know, it's kind of true and, and, and it feels like a kind of, kind of cynical thing in a way, but actually, uh, you know, I think it's actually really good. Like our species has developed this reward system for when we're held, when we do good things. I mean, you're mm. you obviously were being rewarded by getting out of the house with six kids, which is a slightly <laughs> different thing. But 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 you know, when we do selfless things, we feel good. That's the, of course. You know, we feel like we, oh, we feel better about ourselves, and people reward us. They go oh, that's really nice. So that's the reward we get for doing this stuff, and that's actually a really uh, amazing thing about the human human beings is that we have this kind of automatic reward system when we do selfless things and it encourages and motivates us to do more of them so so yeah, i think i actually think it's a really positive thing yeah yeah well look it's a fantastic book i really recommend it i don't we don't do many recommendations of uh, uh books on this on this show um that's not, not written by comedians anyway um <laughs> but uh, honestly it's such a brilliant uh, book is one of those and uh, this and selfie together um they're just two books that you will really make you look very differently uh, at the world and this is one of those things that i asked will to come on this show which is i never do either i usually people say to me oh can i come on the show and plug my book i actually ask will can you come on because i just want more people to read this book and just get a, a, a brilliant gasp let's say again a brilliant grasp of, uh, you know, social position and, and like you said, and, and how we use it. So the status game by Will Store, get it uh, from, well, all places you can get books from. I don't need to tell you that. Um, is there anything next for you, Will? What do you think you'll move on to? Uh, I think I'm going to go back to storytelling. You know, like I'm really interested in storytelling and I'm sort of interested in how kind of storytelling um, kind of skews the way we see the world and kind of sets traps for us and also how we can tell stories to make our lives you know better better stories so, mm. so that's what i'm thinking about at the moment because the, the science of storytelling the sunday times bestseller was was a, another brilliant book as well i really enjoyed that 
Oh, thanks, Jason. Yeah, that, that's more kind of pitched at kind of writers, really. And, mm. and, and yeah, it went down really well. So and I, and I think there's kind of more to say, but in a more general sense. So, so, so yeah. yeah. Great. Well, we'll look forward to it, pal. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me on. Smash it. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Hit me with your best fact. Fire away. Confidence in you. Confidence. I, I, I just wanted to get out of here. I think it was at the end of a record. We need to do a jingle for that thing. And I just said, I'm just going to just go. Shout you out. absolutely go for it. Uh, now, this is Hit Me With Your Best Facts. This is a game where you can win a Jason Manford Breakfast Show egg cup, limited mm. edition egg cup, much sought after mm. egg Or kiwi cup. holder. Or a kiwi holder if you are a vegan. Or a uh, Doradengo w- holder. Mm-hmm. It's a, a Doradengo. I think it's called a Doradengo. It's like a like a like a Japanese mud ball or something. You do a anyway. Move on. Okay. Uh, so, look, <laughs> Google it like in a sec. Yeah. The trick here is to email me Jason at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk with a fact that is so good it makes me and Steve want to Google that fact to yeah. check it to read more about it. Okay. Mm. Uh, they will get fact checked though, so you can't just make stuff up. Sometimes they seem too unbelievable as well, and we can already we can discount them from the like last week. Yes. bloke with a knight in his stake was yeah, ridiculous. Sir Lloyd, yeah, that yeah. Was ridiculous. Yeah, all right, here we go. Okay, Phil says a sloth is able to hold its breath underwater for up to forty minutes, which is longer than a dolphin. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. If that is true, oh, that if that's is amazing. true, we might have already got the winners. Because they're famous for being sort of slothy and lazy, yeah. aren't they? And was there, well, there was one the other week about they only come, they only poo from the top of trees or something about a sloth. That was yeah. a sloth, wasn't it? Yeah. So they're not, you know, they don't seem to have a lot going for them, but they can no. hold their breath. Also, who found than that out? No, they don't yeah. live anywhere near water, do they? Yeah. Maybe a dolphin tried to drown one, and they went, "Oh, I gotta get up. I can't." And then. <laughs> He came, all right, you're, how are you so still alive? <laughs> I'm a dolphin. <laughs> so that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Ben Adams says, Mount Everest is named after a Welshman, Sir George Everest. He was a surveyor and was tasked with mapping it and simply decided to name it after himself. Did he have Fair a window play. company as well? Did he sell double glazed windows? He's, he's done a lot. Ted Moat. He's done a lot. I've got to say, he's, yeah. um, that's, that's ballsy, that, isn't it? Yeah, well, big, was true. the biggest in the world at that time, wasn't it? Or yeah, we, we thought it was. Anyway, yeah, there you go. go I'll name that after me. I'll do. And there's old Keith K two up the road there. Oh, I'll do yeah. the same. Fine. Yeah, I think he should have been named after Chris Bonington. He was a bloke who famously climbed it, wasn't he? In the eighties, I remember. It? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, Linda says, "Did you know that Sandy Totchvich was holding hands with Neil Armstrong's secretary during the moon landing?" No, hang on. What? Wow. Sandy So she Totsvich. must have been quite young. Yeah. Like eight or something like that. Mm. If that. That's pretty good. Holding hands with whose secretary? Neil Neil Armstrong. Armstrong's secretary. During she, the moon landing. Is she, what, is she Danish? Sandy Toxfig or Swedish or something? What is she? Yeah, Danish. How's this happened? <laughs> this is the beauty of these facts, isn't it? I, I want to Google that. I want to know how that I works. Need to know more. Oh, she never mentioned it. I've seen her on loads of stuff. She's never mentioned it once. That's very good. It feels like that should be on QI, ironically. Yeah, I bet it was. Maybe it was. It must have been. Maybe that's where it's come on. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> I'm I'm stuck here. We've got we've got Linda and the Sandy Totsvich holding hands with Neil Armstrong's secretary during the moon landing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Phil saying that a uh, a sloth could hold its breath underwater for 40 minutes, which is longer than a dolphin. And even before that, before mm-hmm. I even tell you that we need to pick out of those two, mm-hmm. Sarah throws this one. Right oh, in at the last moment. One. Oh, right, OK. The inventor of the Pringles can is now buried in one. How small was he? Is <laughs> he like a tiny, tiny man? 1966, Frederick Bauer developed the ingenious idea of Procter & Gamble to uniformly stack chips inside a can instead of tossing them in a bag. Bauer was so proud of his invention that he wanted to take it to the grave, literally. Wow. That's a good one as well. I need to that see that. That's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. So what do you reckon? Go on. We've got to pick Sloth, Pringles, Sandy Totsvich. I mean, they're all, they're all, it's hard to choose. They're all good here. And I, I, I don't de- 
debate that any of them aren't true. But the sloth one is has amazed me a little bit. I like the animal. I do like the animal one. Longer than a dolphin. That's mad. That's the bit. That's the clincher. Yeah, that is the clincher for me. We're going to go with that one, Phil Reed. Yeah. Yeah. A sloth is able to hold its breath underwater for up to 40 minutes, which is longer than a dolphin. A Jason Manford Head Cup is on the way to you, Phil Reed. If you want to join in with Hit Me With Your Best Facts next week, please email jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. Thanks for joining in this morning, folks. Thanks for having a, a bit of a chuckle with us, spending some time. Always a pleasure. We'll be back same time next week here on Absolute Radio. If you're kicking around uh, and fancy coming to a comedy gig, jasonmanford.com. Loads of tickets for loads of venues. I'm doing 200 venues all across the country. Uh, next Friday and Saturday, I'm at the London Palladium. Uh, Friday's nearly full, but Saturday, come along. You're more than welcome. All right, lots of love. Take care. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters.